that in (laughs) welcome to eat me drink me i'm mariah and i'm maddie we're two very different sisters wandering over a common interest in food with a drink in hand so today's topic is going to be about my favorite food garlic garlic. oh yeah i love garlic just eating raw garlic is one of my favorite things to do when i cook and then i end up not having enough garlic to cook (laughs) with How is that possible? I always have like at least five bulbs of garlic in my kitchen. Sometimes. Oh, no, I, I always have a lot more garlic backup, but I'm like, oh, this is how much I need. And I preemptively, you know, it's like the cheese, like the shredded cheese. And you just slowly eating it as yeah. you're cooking. <laughs> I'm like, I know I have more, but it's like, if I put it back out before I actually need it, am I going to eat it again? Yeah. Whenever um, we got our food allergy tests, before I got my results back, I asked, um, I asked Ryan, I asked like some of my friends, I was like, okay, if you were to get a food allergy test, what would be the worst possible thing that you would be allergic to? Like, what's the one thing that you just could not give up or would not want to give up or would be just like life altering. And mine were butter and garlic. <laughs> you know, it's, I didn't even think about the fact that garlic could have been a possibility. Like I got coffee and I was screwed there, but like if I got coffee and garlic, I don't know. It's all over. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Uh, no, the first time t- I, Tom walked in the kitchen and he just saw me pop a piece of garlic in my mouth. He was, what did you just do? Like it was so foreign to him. Apparently it was like, I'm just eating garlic. It's good. He was like, you can just eat raw garlic. Yep. Well, we were kind of raised to do that. Like mom used to always give us uh, just raw garlic. It's really good for you. Yeah, it is. Well, speaking of which, how did you decide to make yourself a drink this week with it? Dude, I was so scared. (laughs) I was like, "What's, uh, what's next week's episode, Maddie? She's like, garlic. And I'm like, how am I supposed to make a drink out of garlic? <laughs> but you know what? I did it. I did it. I, um, okay. So the drink, I had, I had a couple options. I was going back and forth. Um, I found this really good recipe for like a cure-all drink. That was like a garlic lemon mint drink. Um, okay. That makes sense. Very like that. I thought like, yeah, almost like a natural, um, like if you're sick, like something, a, just oh, kind of yeah. reminds me of that. Something to just kick all the old timey potion germs to the curb. Yeah. Um, and then another option, which I, before I found the option that I actually went with, I was just going to go with like a white wine because I was looking it up and um, I found something from matching wine or no matching food and wine.com. And it says like a really good pairing with raw garlic is acidity. So just an acidic, like citrusy white wine would be a really good pairing with garlic. So I was going to go that route, but I wanted to push myself a little. I wanted garlic in my drink. Yeah. I, I, I will say if you just brought me a wine and was like, well, it's good. It's good with garlic. I mean, it's a pairing. I just wanted to be adventurous. Bacon vodka. You, so 
I figured you were going to pull out the... Well, this time I made a black garlic simple syrup to go into Mm. a black garlic mojito that I made. It is so stinking good. I'm like shocked. So how do you make the simple syrup? It's black garlic. Okay. So black garlic is so much softer than regular garlic. Um, Like consistency wise, it's like... Yeah. It's more like a... Soft. I don't know how to explain it. Date consistency. Kind of. Um, yeah. So what you do is you just make a normal, simple, uh, simple syrup. And so half sugar, half water. Uh, and this particular one, I just did half a cup of sugar, half a cup of boiling water. And um, then you add it to a blender with three cloves of black garlic and blend it and then you strain it so that there's you know nothing's in it and then you add a tablespoon or two of balsamic vinegar oh so it just balances it all so out you get the there. acidity you get the garlic you get the sweet it's kind of earthy so use that or one ounce of that you know simple syrup combo along with an ounce and a half of dark rum and then you muddle, sorry. No, I just, I'm wondering why it's the dark rum versus like just normal silver um, rum that you would find in a mojito. No idea. Well, there's a lot of things that are unconventional about this. So, um, okay, actually, so to start, you're going to muddle basil with Ooh. half of a slice of orange. Okay. So instead of mint, we're doing basil. And so it's Basil, orange, muddle those, add some ice, and then you pour over the simple syrup and the rum, mix it up, top it with some soda water. Bada bing, bada boom. I'm going to have to try this. I have fresh basil that I grow myself, so I'll use that. And Yeah, if you just Google um, black garlic mojito, I got my recipe off of wineenthusiast.com. Oh, I already found your recipe while you're talking. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm shocked. It's, I thought it was going to be like, I mean, I think, cause I don't know if you know the answer to this, but, um, I've never used black garlic before, before this recipe. So I'm kind of curious what the difference in flavor profile is. Cause it doesn't seem to be, I was smell, I was like smelling it and stuff and it doesn't seem to be as bitter. So that's, that's maybe more really earthy. Good. So black garlic is actually, um, it's actual you know, just it's normal um, garlic that you would find in the store, but then it is aged under specialized conditions um, of oh, like heat. fermented. Yeah, of? so it's based off of heat and humidity. So the humidity usually wants to be about eighty to ninety percent, while your heat's anywhere from like sixty to ninety uh, degrees Fahrenheit, mm. and you do this in a like chamber. 15 to 90 days so Damn. it just sits there and it, it's aged uh it's aged garlic essentially but um, yeah because i noticed it even okay so the bulb of garlic looks the same obviously but in each clove you know how you would take up you like you remove the yeah whatever it's almost like it's shrunken inside of each of those because you know like regular garlic it's it's almost sticking to the glove the clove of garlic the what do you even call it the like uh the peel peel um but with the black garlic 
it's almost like uh, the actual garlic inside has, yeah, like shrunken down and it's smaller. And so that's just a casing so that, over it. Yeah. But like, it was so easy to peel it off just with my, my fingers, you know, where regular garlic, you kind of have to like smash it to get it off. It's, it was so much easier. So, so as, that makes so much sense. So what I, what I understand is that depending on the freshness of the garlic that you're um, starting with, um, it can be either like the taste of it is either kind of caramel, caramel like, or um, kind of like a tomato paste flavor. Like you know that sweetness kind of. It's still got that. Yeah, so, like, I can almost the, taste both of those. Yeah, so like the earthiness that still comes up comes out of um, garlic. It doesn't Originally, taste like tomato, but it kind of like that has those like undertones. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you it's mean. just got that little bit of sweetness, and um, it makes sense because as you cook garlic, you know you usually lose that spiciness from it, and it starts to become a little bit sweeter. Um, like on the stove and as you're doing that so Ooh, roasted garlic oh my favorite so good delicious so we all know that makes sense. or I know all your friends know anybody that knows you in person knows that you're probably it'd be safe to say that at least in your top like two or three favorite foods is cheesy garlic bread oh garlic bread is great but if you that roasted uh, yummy like, garlic on that garlic bread too though mm, so good that i like it's it's just great like i can't i've known you to only eat garlic bread for entire meals multiple days in a row that's so good and i know that's not healthy and i understand that oh, oh. hi is that cora yeah sorry <laughs> just jumped on my um laptop but it it's too good and you can't i mean part I of know. that is Every Monday night when we were kids or Sunday night, uh, blackjack cheesy bread that had, you know, it's like a garlic cheese bread that we would get for dinner. Every time dad had band practice, that was our meal. You mean how, um, Tom went out of town the other day and blackjack pizzas delivery is like Tendor minimum and cheese bread. It's like eight bucks. Eight so you bucks got two. I, I, I know. I'm not Gonna surprised at all. <laughs> it's I, so I'm good. Not yeah, not nutritious at all. Oh, no. But, you know, it makes, yeah, it's kind of one of those things that we think of as like a childhood comfort food. Yes. Yes. That is very much childhood. With some food. ranch. I know you oh, like no. marinara. <sighs> There was the one day somebody left, didn't give me marinara, and I was like, what am I supposed to be dipping this in? Um, Rant. <laughs> so good. That's, no, I'm okay on that front. Well, okay. It kind of so, gets into my portion, I guess. Yeah. Tell um, us uh, where did garlic come from? What's its background? What's its story? What's its childhood trauma <laughs> well as i say it's interesting because garlic has just basically been seen throughout history as as a medicine an aphrodisiac a food currency like is just a magic potion to people at the end of the day um yeah there's um some sort of 
historical documents that say that Greeks used to use garlic as a performance enhancing drug in the Olympics. <laughs> yes, actually, um, that is one of my notes. Um, it is something that they would just pop in their mouth right before a game, just a little clove of garlic and you're good to go. Um, makes sense. You, it, there, there are so many health benefits of it, which we will kind of get up into throughout all of this, but, um, it is basically one of the, it's among one of the oldest horticultural crops. Um, it was even found in, um, like caves and it was believed to be like, you know, part of our hunter gatherer, um, just part of the hunter gatherer stuff that we, you know, I've always been curious, like how did somebody first discover garlic? Did they like, it's a bulb, you know, it's in the ground. It's like a root kind of. Yes. It's a bulb, but it flowers and the stem can grow up to three feet tall. But does it, like, does the stem taste good? You know what I mean? Like we don't go and just eat the bulbs of every plant that we harvest. You're not going to go and like. Well, but think about it when, during the hunter gatherers, it's, um, it was abundant. It grew wild. Um, it, it basically, um, grew wild, um, around central, what we know now as central Asia. Um, but it. So the flower stems up in there, like some places there are pink and purple flowers that actually um, get produced from it as well. Ooh. So like plant, it's one of those things. It's you try it and if you don't die, you're good. And so, you know, Darwinism. <laughs> yeah, I can cut exactly. And it, it grew everywhere. So um, basically you know, anywhere, anyone from like Mesopotamia to Egyptians to um, Indians to China, Chinese, like everybody, it was everywhere and everybody used it. Um, and again, mostly it was medicinal. I won't, it wasn't that it, people didn't like eat it because that's how you can, that's how they got it or, um, but it really didn't become popular in like a culinary aspect until after World War II. That's so crazy. That's way later than I would have thought. Yeah, well, I, again, it's one of those things. It's we we find it delicious. We eat it raw, but people don't like the smell. People don't like the taste of it. There is a lot to it, you know. And so, basically, um. Wait, where did you say it started? I'm sorry. Like, where was? So it originated in um, what we know as Central Asia. Um, and right now, honestly, that's basically the only place that it still grows wild like mm. it used to. Yeah, I read Which... something about how China grows over two-thirds of the world's garlic. So they, um, I believe it's like they produce about 80%. Oh, of... even more than that. Crazy. Yeah. It's anywhere from like, I'm pretty sure the statistic I found it was like from 70, 75% to like 80%. Um, so, you know, with it growing wild, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but something along with that is there are over 600 different varietals of garlic. What? Yes. 600? Yeah. If you were to ask me, Mariah, how many varietals of garlic do you think there are? 
I would have said like maybe 10. Well, and what I'm what shook. we find in the, what we find in the grocery store. Yeah, I think is, I've only seen like maybe three or four in grocery stores, like elephant garlic, regular garlic, black garlic. Technically, that might be it. and this is what I found out. Elephant garlic is technically not garlic. It is a type of onion. Yes, it is a varietal of leek, so there is a Aren't like, they related is, anyway? Yes. You see, it's a weird cousin. It's a hybrid. But <laughs> within like what you would categorize I feel so garlic, deceived. <laughs> it I guess it's not. I like, ate onions. Is elephant garlic my like gateway into finally learning yes. to like onions? <laughs> because yes, because it is a um it's it's very garlic-ish and onion-ish. That's why it goes back and forth. That's why it's bigger, um, like closer to an onion as well. Yes, actually. Um that's crazy. So like I guess since we're talking about the varietal, there's like I said, there's six hundred varietals, but then there are <laughs> there are two types of subspecies, which is what we basically go off of. I need a diagram. There's, there's hard neck, hard neck garlic. I've got a hard are, neck. The tension is real. Yeah, I've been going to the well, chiropractor for my neck. What actually. I would say is like um, more of the wild garlic. That is the first garlic, like that. You know, um, it has a shorter shelf life. Um, it's more intense in flavor. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what is the shelf life of like garlic you would buy at a grocery store? Do you know? So that is considered soft neck garlic. That's the other sub uh, species of it. Um, the two types that most people are probably familiar with are artichoke and silver skin. Um, silver skin, what, the kind we get? Yeah. Those are what we find in... Um, the grocery store usually. Hmm. So grocery store, um, so the shelf life of those, um, of the artichoke, those are usually what you find, I would say, in the grocery store more so. They have a shelf life about eight months. Hmm. Now, the silver skin ones are usually the ones that you find in the garlic braids. Garlic what? Like the garlic braids, like what like what people wear around their necks to ward off vampires. Like, you know. oh like the wreath type looking things yeah got it how long do those last i'm not i am assuming it's probably the same same. i okay so i have a previous co-worker that she used to work on a garlic farm in washington state and she did that for like quite a long time and she grew garlic in arizona like tons of it and it's actually the perfect time to start growing garlic if you want to do it she did it in the summer. I was shocked. Um, or at least she yeah. harvested it in the summer. I don't know. Um, I asked for someone as like a farewell gift. Well, so garlic's a perennial um, plant. So that means it will continue producing. So um, I, always thought, I just know. Oh, yeah. No, that is. Okay. I, I just know that in uh, Arizona that in October is about the time to start planting oh. garlic. Maybe but- she did plant it in October and then you know, come spring, this one she harvested. Or, you know, I have no idea. Really good farmers know what they're doing and can also have their plants survive longer, you know. Um, Anyway, I asked her one time, I was like, my garlic's a little purple. Like, is that, I mean, it's bad. Like what? And she's like, no, (laughs) your garlic is not bad. I was like, well, how, how do I know if it is bad? Like, how long does it last? I've had this garlic for like three weeks. And she was like, 
you're good. You're fine. <laughs> I would say you usually kind of know when garlic's going. It and was that like was... pretty purple. So I was like, that's not the right coloring, but apparently that's fine. It's just like certain kinds do that. But um, I've seen, I mean, I've, I've gotten like moldy garlic and I've gotten like, I feel like it's usually a little bad whenever it starts to like sprout all crazy. Yeah. That's my <laughs> two telltale sign. But well, they actually do have purple garlic as well too. Um, they, straight purple garlic. Oh, I yeah, know no, this is just like tinge to it. Yeah, um, but I'm not sure what that is. But I know like with the black garlic, different. That's the enzymes in it with the heat and stuff get changed. That's why it turns black. So maybe mm. there's something that just triggers it to turn. Okay, I have a question for you. Do you remove the germ? from your garlic when you cook you know what I'm talking what about you- that like so whenever you like say cut a clove of garlic in half how there's like that green thing that goes down the middle no. of it that's the like germ no um I read somewhere like a few years ago that if you remove that it takes out a lot of the bitterness so for a couple years I literally took it out of every single piece of that garlic like that I cooked with to do. it's very satisfying though but yeah it got to a point where I was like fuck this I'm not doing this anymore <laughs> like this is too much work it's not like so even before you minced it you made the extra I would cut get each clove cut it in half remove the germ from it and then mince it yeah no, you're looking like- at me like I'm psychotic it didn't really make that big of a difference though so I was like I literally did it for a really long time, though. It like became yeah, a habit. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind the spiciness it or didn't the even make a stuff. difference. I, some I read somewhere that yeah, you just got lied to or something. Yeah. Um. So deceived. Well, get off of your um nonsense there of cutting. I did. Open. I stopped doing it. I was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Not at all. Well, okay. Well, going back, I know I said that there was a lot more like medicinal uses, but one of the oldest recorded recipes of garlic is a 4,000 year old tablet from Mesopotamia um, that was for lamb stew. So I thought that was a little. Oh, so cool. that was to eat though, right? Yes. And so like people, it was abundant. That's like what I was saying with like the hunter and gatherer. I don't think it was a medicinal practice it was this is food we're gonna eat it but then like egyptians started um they actually started paying the their slaves in garlic there was like garlic was worshipped like chocolate oh yeah like one of the um my mouth just started watering when i said chocolate (laughs) like Hey, like we talked about last week, you know, there is that trigger uh, that is just that calmness and the relaxation. It's those endorphins in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the Egyptians, they, um, like I said, they worshipped it. They like, you know, they that was their way that they paid their slaves. And it was honestly out of two revolts that are recorded. Um, from slaves um in egyptian time one had to do with garlic there was a flooding of the nile river and so all of the garlic 
um, crops got destroyed and there was a mass, mass shortage. So they stopped working on the pyramids and then just were done. Garlic like, nope. strike. Yep. Damn. Um, they, they like the Greeks, they, um, they thought it would increase their strength and their productivity. So something that was easy to give them and again, grew in abundance. It was easy to do. Um, it was actually found in, um, King Tut's tomb, well-preserved garlic. Oh, I read something about that. I didn't read the whole thing, but I read something about how like some point in time people were only, uh, buried with garlic and not with like flowers, you know, like in lieu of flowers, <laughs> send garlic. Well, type of thing. It's, it solved a lot of issues. Like there's so, again, I know you'll touch on this, but there's so many good things about garlic and what it does for you. Um, so in India, um, garlic was actually seen as a slayer of monsters. Um, like vampires. In- so it's interesting on the or is vampire that like an adaptation? Well, what I found on the vampire part is okay, so there was one rabies. Rabies is an issue. There are people who got rabies, they had an aversion to the smell of garlic. So there was the extra like vampirism because we didn't really know it was rabies at the time. Um, but I also found um this, well, because like it's supposed to ward off evil, evil spirits, evil of the kind, like like you said, vampires, werewolves, witches, all of that. But I found this thing where apparently, again, I, I'm not very religious, so it's just something I've read, but it was scripture, it was something like they were saying that garlic was found in the garden of eden on where satan uh satan's left foot left the garden or something like that and so that's where garlic started so it's thought that garlic was like what made satan leave or something um i wish i knew anything about the bible at all no i think it was (laughs) i think it was more because um there's something with the left and evil. And so I think it was just like he once he oh, yeah. left wasn't it like back in the day, a really long time ago, this is kind of a tangent, but didn't they used to think that people that were left-handed were evil or something? And that's why like nuns would make people write with their right hands. Do you know anything yeah. about that? I, I mean, not that this is related to garlic, but I thought no. I'd heard something about that before. I think it's something like that, and that's where I couldn't quite remember when I was reading but um but I think it's more just like because he left the garden of Eden and that was where he left like his left footprint and he he you know he's no longer there garlic grew to ward him off so it was more of like a warding it was something it's seen as like it wards off the evil eye like it's antibodies well that's the thing is yeah everybody <laughs> like i said india says a slayer of monsters and i think it's a combination of stuff back then where we literally decided you know a disease was a supernatural like phenomenon and maybe eating garlic got rid of it and you know because of the health benefits or something like that right and that makes sense so correlation there um but i do find it funny because the priests, um, well, I guess I didn't really touch this up in Egypt. 
same for Egypt, it was more of the commoners who ate it. Yes, it was worshipped. Yes, it was great. But it was too common and coarse for the aristocrats. And that continued on for a really long time. Um, And I know that um, in India, the priests weren't allowed to eat it because it was also correlated with aphrodisiac. So there was part of that. Everybody loves a garlicky breath. Apparently so. It gets people turned on. Um, And... (laughs) That's why Maddie likes I, garlic bread. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> but, like, and so it's just very interesting. And, like, so seen as this thing that could heal and it was great. But at the same time, like, in, um, I believe it was, uh, it was in the Temple of Cybele. They did breath tests before you walked in. If you te- if you smelled like garlic, you were not allowed in the temple. Like. Because of the aphrodisiac or because of bad breath or because of evil? I don't, I, <laughs> all it of was the above. Just like, yeah, there was something about it. Um, huh. and like, but then you get like, you get the Greek, the, so, uh, Hippocratics, the father, father of medicine, he literally said garlic. Hippocrates. Was, hap- yeah. Thank you. You're saying like Hippocratic <laughs> oath kind of. Yes. I did. <laughs> um, but he said garlic w- was great for basically any pulmonary complaints. You got lung issues, you know, you got stuff with tumors as well. Like it was great. He suggested it for everybody. So I think it was more like, I think people just ate a lot of it and were gross. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that, um, those garlic sweats. Oh, so after gross. you eat too much garlic, you just sm- like it comes out of your pores. Well, there was this one King, uh, King Alfonso uh, de Castel. Uh, he, anybody in his court, if they walked in, he would cast, and they smelled like garlic, he would cast them out for a week. They were not allowed back into his court until they no longer reeked of garlic. Like, I mean, I don't blame them. Well, I just find it tastes good, but that shit does not smell good. (laughs) Well, that's why I think it it wasn't considered, um, a culinary thing. It was like, hey, I know you're doing this. I know it's for health benefits, but like, no, we're done with that. Roman physician um, named Padanus, um, he said that garlic actually cleaned the arteries out. Um, And back then they thought that the arteries brought like brought the oxygen through your body, put air through your body and that was his like he thought the garlic helped clear it out um he thought the arteries were linked to the lungs is that what you're saying so i guess it was a common thought back in the day that arteries so your blood veins brought blood through your body and your arteries brought oxygen through your body it was the same thing in their head and so his thing was garlic cleaned the arteries cleaning the air out of like making sure the air on your body was pure going through you but I guess even though the logic of the air and stuff is not right, garlic does clean out your arteries. So he he was somewhat right. Wonder if that's because it's like a antibacterial you know. Well, okay, so I will get to that in a moment. Um, but one of the first recorded dates in um China is from twenty six hundred BCE. Um the Emperor Hongtai, um, 
he had his followers with him and they ate some leaves off of a yuyu fruit tree and they all got really sick and i guess he picked some garlic and they all felt better and it basically started the beginnings of traditional medicine um traditional chinese medicine and like we said Mm. 80 percent 80% of the world's garlic comes from China. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I I believe the U.S. is seventh. So uh, a lot of other people, um, a lot of other countries definitely produce a lot more. And like, is it a mix of because especially where it originated from and growing wild and stuff like that. Um, And the Middle Middle Ages, aristocrats still were not, fond of it it was like i said it was too common and stuff like that for their taste um but then the black plague happened and there was like a little bit of boost and anyone who ate garlic was supposed to have it was supposed to be able to survive the black plague um like the plague masks that the doctors wore they actually put garlic at the end of the beaks Um, oh i've heard that I think I heard yeah, that well, in like a morbid episode or something. Well, they um they put all the different herbs and stuff and stuff, but garlic was one of the ones they did as well. It was like meant for like medicinal purposes, but it was also to like fight this because it was like so strong smelling, right? Like it had to do with like uh warding off the like smell of all these like dying people and like rotting oh, people totally and sense. stuff. I would rather smell garlic than hell pot. yeah. Like, can I do what you gotta do? So a lot of people think that Christopher Columbus brought garlic to um Christopher know, Columbus the... didn't do shit. Okay, well he did <laughs> technically bring garlic. Oh, I agree with you, but he technically did bring garlic to the Americas. But garlic was already fucking there. And like I said, it was 600 varietals now. Who knows what was really there before and what has been brought you know there's no way um, to know i'm not gonna dive down that and figure that out but i wouldn't either start- <laughs> 600 Honest- is a lot well i will say it's interesting because like even with the pigs like you can go into genetics and it's like here's the genetic testing of this and this and this and this but i i i i can't do that I'm not that great at science. So, um, now in the Renaissance, um, it started becoming a little bit more culinary-esque. Um, you know, uh, Henry IV was actually so fond of garlic. He was named the king of garlic. And people said that his breath was so rank, he could knock someone down from, like, 20 paces away. Like... That's rough. So, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, but how long did bit... he live? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. Google Probably it. a good long time. I'm gonna Google it. Who was yeah. this again? Henry the Fourth. Okay, I'll look it up. You keep going. No, it's just I never really thought about that. Um, and it started also becoming like known that again when you plant stuff, it deter certain animals and pests and stuff like that and garlic smelling so you know as it does definitely deterred some um wild animals um in 
1858, um, Lewis Pastor, um, he found that it was an more, there was, there was more antibacterial. Um, Real quick, Henry the Fourth died at the age of forty-six, so I don't think it helps him too much. Although maybe back in the fourteen hundreds, people probably only lived to be like thirty anyway. So maybe he was like an ancient old wise man at forty-six. I say that's long. That's a good long time. <laughs> I'm gonna look up the average age now. <laughs> um, but he found that garlic was more the antibacterial um benefits of it were better than penicillin like that's how awesome garlic is so in world war one and world war two it was often used and when they um they used it like as a poultice as a wound heal healer oh shit just like sorry crush i'm interrupting you again no you're fine the life expectancy during that time was 24 years old see he was like an ancient dumbledore of a man okay see garlic garlic i'm gonna he's no dave osprey but (laughs) oh do you think this is why our family lives so long because we just eat frog (laughs) her family does live like stupidly long yeah like I'm gonna be 130 and somebody's gonna say, What's your secret? And I'm gonna say, garlic. Also, why haven't you aged since you were 16? <laughs> like, why do you <laughs> look the same? Okay. Vampirism and garlic. You got a combo. That's the real trick. They act like they don't like the garlic, but it's really what keeps them alive. Sustainability. Mind fucking blown. <laughs> <laughs> you're on to something yeah <laughs> you just want to well, be a vampire that's a whole another issue just but... come to the east coast there's lots of uh raccoons and foxes and stuff that are probably have rabies well you have raccoons in tucson what there's raccoons here no there's not yes okay i i thought that was not true and then I got proceeded to tell, but be told a story about a raccoon that broke broke in through somebody's doggy door. Like when they lived on the East Coast. Nope, in Tucson. <laughs> no, they're lying to you. <laughs> nope. Have you ever seen one? No, but you have lived there for yeah. twenty seven years. I know, but I How don't... old are you? You're 27. Yes, I've lived here for 25 <laughs> years, though. I was like, wait, hold on. I was not born here. Oh, I know that. Okay. But I'm, I'm, I just I'm forgot how old one. you were. <laughs> Give me a week and I'll be 28. We're good. But anyways, okay. Yes, there are raccoons. But okay. In World War II, One and Two, they used to crush up garlic and make it as a poultice and use it as a wound healer. What's a poultice? A poultice? Like like a like a paste? That's what I think of. Yeah, like a paste. Yeah. Like I I when was this? So stupid. Um in World War One and World War Two. Oh, okay. That was like one of my notes that I had in where is it? During World War One, garlic was used by British soldiers to 
like heal their wounds and it works so well that it's still used to this day. Yep. And a lot they, of like I said, third world countries, especially. Well, like I said, it's better than penicillin. And when they ran out of penicillin, penicillin, penicillin. <laughs> they started they started using that as well so disclaimer if you think you need penicillin go get penicillin do not use garlic at home <laughs> go to the doctor <laughs> Teach them. no no go to the doctor <laughs> um but i i don't know if this was just in europe or if it was in or if it was just in england or if it's in europe too but I know during that time um, with rations happening, um, the drop of garlic again started happening. Rations of Bakken? Yeah, the rations of Bakken. <laughs> but they actually were willing to give up garlic because they didn't care about garlic. And at some point um, they started saying, um, yeah, I think it, I think it was um, England. They started seeing it was more of a, like a foreigner, like, muck item like it wasn't a it was ugh. like you know what i mean so they weren't really caring about it um and at the same time in the u.s the 20th century there was like if you go through 20th century cookbooks garlic was so like sparse in those recipes Often they subbed it for onion. And if it wasn't a recipe, they're like, it's optional. You don't need it. Like people just didn't. Still kind of like that to this day. Some people just don't like it. No, I know. But like, it's to the point, like I was watching this video and it was basically like out of the like 1500 recipes in this cookbook, one had garlic in it. Like that is how sparse it was used in the U.S. At the, during the 20th century. People just didn't use it for That's culinary wild. aspects. Yeah, well, and it, it wasn't. Wait, 20th I, century. I'm I'm real dumb. That's the 1900s. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was like. So, so yes. I was born in the 1900s. Yeah, yeah. We used garlic. Bit. I know, but I'm thinking more like I was saying early. Like, it, it didn't start getting a push until after World War II. Uh, so, okay. So, like, with um, a lot more. That's right, uh, you did say that. A lot more, like, um, you know, displacement of people and immigration, like, uh, immigration to the U.S., like, that actually pushed garlic to being used more. Um, Hallelujah. So, Good old yeah, melting so pot. All those now recipes and mm-hmm. oh yeah, like now love it. I'm sorry, I triple every garlic. Hi, it, says, too. it says use three cloves of garlic. And I'm like uh eight, please. <laughs> it almost sounds like there's not enough garlic in anything I make. So I'm like, yeah, more. I will say, I have cooked something once, and I put too much garlic in it same and, and it was only once i didn't and think i, I had put too much but everybody else that ate it thought i had to put too much well, like tom tom oh was this your garlic be- bread that you made that like i think it like kind of burned it got bitter and you had too much of it or something yeah that recipe well, so or that incident i mean yeah i will say it was probably both tom and i like i i did some and i think 
we both just weren't really paying attention in the end. Like, I well, that makes a big I, difference. I'm sure if it was cooked fine, it would have been the perfect amount of garlic. Well, yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was a little much there. But um, you now, know who else loves garlic in our family? Like, loves loves garlic. Adam. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Him and I have had conversations about our love of garlic. <laughs> when's the last time you talked to adam i talk to him every once in a while we chat on instagram huh he's moving to colorado with his gaggle of children yeah they're cute so cute oh they're adorable okay sorry tangent (laughs) um now that garlic is prevalent more so um the u.s eats an average about two pounds of garlic a year I was hoping that you were going to get to this stat. I almost asked you at the very beginning if you had this stat because I was just thinking about how I was hardcore judgy on that bacon episode. Yes, you were. About how much bacon people eat. And I have a feeling that some people are going to be like, two pounds of garlic. That's so much. I 1000% consume at least double that. So at least I found enough of that. That's per person per year. Yeah. Two pounds. I found another fact that said, um, Koreans eat 22 and a half pounds of garlic a year. I might be part Korean. Yeah. I was like, that's a little (laughs) bit more on the par of what I thought. Like I was like two pounds. Who the fuck is only eating two pounds when you're eating 17 pounds of bacon? Like. Yeah. But to be fair, garlic, you think about a whole bulb of garlic. Yeah, I wonder how That's much does pound. Yeah, how much does a bulb of garlic weigh, do we think? Oh. Uh, I'll Google it. Yeah, that one's a good gonna one. Ask, gonna ask I'm Dr. Google. Sure. Well, so like I said, throughout time it's been used for everything, and now we're just doing the good stuff. And so I guess if it's I'm wondering if back in the day there was more garlic consumed because of medicinal purposes versus now on culinary. I highly doubt that's true because I know you like, yeah, I know some recipes are optional, but I'm pretty sure 70% of recipes have garlic, like dinner and stuff like that have garlic in it at some point sorry no i did not respond <laughs> no I was, watching your, I was watching your google face the whole time <laughs> nobody can answer my question just outright well because i'm sure it's it depends like each 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 bulb they're like the average weight of a clove of garlic is this and each no bulb has about this many cloves i'm like no not what i want to know okay i was gonna say don't be asking the average weight of a uh, i'm asking a whole bulb okay okay so to answer your question i was listening to you while you were talking i promise i probably consume on average hmm, maybe a clove of garlic a day on average, there are days I don't eat any. There are days that I eat three, four. I think that's fair. Okay. 
I'm with you. Clove of garlic a day. I mean, I could be completely incorrect, but I, if I were to I guess. Say, I want to say two cloves of garlic. But so, I'm just, I'm thinking, I know, I know you guys and I know how you cook. So. I mean, I would, anytime I make like roasted vegetables, I'll just add a whole bulb of garlic in there. Like, like the whole bulb cut off the top, wrap it in foil, do a whole thing of like a whole bulb of roasted garlic in addition. Oh, hell no. That would burn. (laughs) That would burn. Have you ever tasted burnt garlic? It's nasty. Yes. Yes, I have. Okay. This says that. A, this is calling it a head of garlic. Is that the better? Is that the proper term? A head or a bulb? I think they're the same thing. Anyway, it says anywhere from 40 to 100 grams. What the fuck does that mean? I don't want to math right now. Are you doing it? No, I will. I can't. I, I will say that's not that much. Ma- Wait, what was it? I'm sorry. Let's, how many grams? Let's say. You said how many grams? Let's say 70. That's like set kind of halfway between. So let's just say a uh, head weighs 70 grams. 70 grams is about two and a half ounces. Oh, I did see something else that said two ounces as well. I feel like they weigh more than that. No, I don't. I literally have a scale upstairs. I could, I could just do it, but not now. Okay. Keep going. Well, that basically gets me just to now we, we have. Like anything else, we have bacon festivals. We have, or I said bacon, like, like the bacon festivals. We have garlic festivals. We have, um, we, I don't think there's a garlic church. I didn't look into that one, but there are, you can find garlic infused anything. Like I have. How ironic would that, or not ironic, but how great of a church would that be since garlic is like known for warding off evil? You would think there would be yeah. a garlic church. And like monasteries used to grow garlic. That was one of the things monasteries back in the day really did focus on growing. I wonder if it's so, easy to grow. Um, or if it's like I temperamental. Let, I will let you know in a couple of weeks because I'm going to be planting some soon. Ooh. So we will see. Um, harvest it and give me some whenever I'm out there next year in June. Unless yeah. it's ready before that, because I'll also be there in, I think, February. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I, I'm going to be doing it for my class, and I'm going to be also doing it at my own home. So I'm going to be doing both. Once I learn how to do it in school, I'm going to immediately be like, okay, here's my garlic little garden. So and it keeps passed away, away, so... What are you looking at? Me? Mm-hmm. Sorry, my cat was yelling at me. Oh, you keep like looking out that way and I'm like, what's out there? It's what happens when you have animals and you're trying to silently shush them without. Just give them the death glare. Yes. Like, shut the fuck up. But you're saying it with your eyes. Yeah. And I've well, had a mouth this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've had rum. Well, I was gonna say, how's that drink? I don't drink rum. Maybe that's what rum does to me. (laughs) So, okay, I I know we're getting off topic here. Well, it's not off topic because it's going back to your drink. Is the rum? Can you 
taste the rum a lot is a good combination with the it's a very very balanced I wouldn't say you know like some drinks you're like oh and you taste the alcohol like you could just yeah uh it's not like that at all okay I bought this (laughs) I think I told you this the other day when I bought it but when I went to buy this rum I'm not a big rum person I don't know anything really about rum but um I, I literally was like in the ABC store just looking at this giant like huge shelf of rum it was so long and I was like okay decision paralysis I have no idea I so I just went and instinctually looked for like the coolest looking label and I found one and then I googled it and I was like, okay, it has like a 4.2 out of five stars or something. And it's an okay price. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll just get this one. And I think it's Kraken is the one I got. It's like a, looks like oh. a squid or something on the okay. label. Kraken's actually pretty damn good. Okay. The woman at the checkout, the one that checked me out, she was so excited that I bought this. She goes, oh my God, I love this rum. And I was like, oh good. I'm glad I made a good choice. Like I don't know anything about rum. And she was like, no, um, it's almost like confession instantly. She was like, I really enjoy it. Like I have it every single night, pour it in with some Dr. Pepper, kind of tastes a little like vanilla. Oh, it's so good. It's become a problem. She's like, I have a lot every night. Like, it's her thing. I will say, I didn't Alcoholics confessional. (laughs) I, out of all, like, you know, rums, that dark rum is bad. Yeah. I, when I think of dark rum, I've heard of of like Morgan. Yeah. Either think of like Captain Morgan, like spiced rum, or I think of like those, like, um, First thing I learned. Like those molasses-y, like the dark molasses, like black rum, like whatever they're called. I can't remember. Um, Wait, your first shot was Captain Morgan? Yep. Oh, I'm so sorry. I think that's why I have. (sighs) I think mine was Jack Daniels and I don't like Jack Daniels at all anymore. Or whiskey. I used to love whiskey. I spiced rum there's something about i but when you i was like oh when somebody somebody was like oh instead of this i I like i splurged for the you know kraken or whatever it it wasn't even that expensive i mean i got like the smaller bottle and i think it was like 11 dollars or something when you're young and you shouldn't be drinking to begin with for sure splurge oh yeah yeah. But so I did go out and I don't ever, you know me, I don't buy soda. Like I just don't really ever drink soda. Um, buy Dr. Pepper. I legit bought a two liter of Coke and a two liter of Dr. Pepper because I knew that if I was going to buy rum, Ryan would drink a rum and Coke. Turns out he was like super adverse to having dark rum. And so he's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to drink that rum. But see, that's really fun. I drank it with the Dr. I- Pepper and it was good. Well, I said the same thing. I was like, um, I might go get rum at some point, you know, because if Mariah said she's going to make a mojito and I want to try it, whatever. And I was like, but I'll get, I'll just get regular solar rum. 
And Tom goes, oh, I, I like dark rum. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know who was going to drink the rest of it in our house. Cause I know I still have the rest of that bacon vodka. <laughs> um, I think I'm almost done with our dark rum. So the chocolate one. Oh, I wonder we if you could have used to that. No, not with garlic. No. no. And actually, <laughs> actually, it's I not was... garlicky. Like it tastes. There's a little hint of garlic, a little hint of basil, a little hint of hints of citrus. Like everything's just so well balanced. So chocolate well, would have probably overwhelmed it. I, that's. We'll get into that. We'll get into that on our recipe section. Woo-hoo. So, but. Basically, now, April 19th is National Garlic Day. If you want to find garlic, you can find garlic anywhere. anywhere. Like, um, I will say, um, I didn't really touch up on this. Um, green garlic is immature garlic. That's something that people um, pick early. And that's another type of garlic that people will find. It kind of looks like um, green onions. In that sense. So it's just oh, that. Oh, I saw, I saw a recipe once that called for green garlic. Yeah. So it's just amateur garlic. And I was like, I don't know where to find that. Fully grown. Um, You probably can find that knowing exactly like Whole Foods or something. I would say go down to your local farmer's market and you'll find uh, it instantly. That's a good point. Yeah, I remember I purposely did not make that recipe because I was like, there's no way I'm going to find green garlic. Yeah, so it's just immature garlic. Um, but you this can This drink order- is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of jealous, actually. I should have splurged and got You see my more. pretty garnishes? I do. A basil leaf and a little orange wedge. Okay, you know what? This is what we will do. When you come to town in a couple weeks, I have... I have six basil plants that I have grown myself. We will make fresh pesto. We will grab some basil leaves and we'll make ourselves bring a bulb of black garlic. I have it's to. expensive. Look at there's my mouth again. Um, it is expensive. Oh, you have black garlic? Yes, I bought it because regardless of the fact I didn't, I was like, I might make, the, you know. Just save just, three cloves. Well, time got out of hand this week with me um but i'm going to cook with it and um do a couple other things so on that note do you want to get into the recipe section yes ma'am well i'm kind of liking this too tell me what we're having for dinner (sighs) so i went back and forth and back and forth on what to do for you know possibilities are endless and exactly. And so I decided on just being very simple and sticking the part. And we're going to just, we're going to give you a good recipe on just baked garlic. Because if you have not had baked garlic, there is something wrong with you. It's what you need As in life. It's, but like, it you want to be a true Albus Dumbledore and live twice the age you originally would have to see garlic. Is that his secret, you think? It is now. That's what I've dubbed it. I like Henry it. the Fourth Dumbledore effect. There you go. <laughs> um, 
again, maybe because uh, that's such a simple recipe. You really just, you know, you wrap it up in foil and you bake it. But you can add herbs and different, you know, and just when it. Oh uh, yeah, so. I've done it with like rosemary and thyme. Well, because then oh. once it's done and you just scrape it on some toasted bread mm. or whatever you have, it's just delicious. Um, I know that's not the most complicated recipe. I will throw up. How long my... do you cook it for? And at what temperature? Do you remember? Yes. Give me five seconds on that. I don't want to. I'm going to guess just based off of my thing while you're looking it up. I can't quite remember what I usually do, but I want to say it's about 15 to 20 minutes at like 425. Oh, Okay. Am I super well? Off? No, I'm just curious because I cook mine for a little longer. So, but at lower temperature, or the same temperature. Um, I usually do it about 400. Yeah, 425. It depends. Um, 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah, I, I see about 30, 30, 35 minutes. I think what I do is I always just add it in at the same time as I do my like hard veggies. So like the veggies that took, that take like 20, 25 minutes to cook. And I just let them cook the same amount of time to take everything out together. But Um, I think the longer you go, the softer it gets and it becomes more of like a paste and breaks down a little bit. That's what I'm saying. That's why I do it about 30, 35 minutes. Um, because it just melts and like, it's just that Mm. beautiful becomes like butter. Yes, exactly. It's butter. And so we'll post that. Um, I'm going to just throw cheesy bread, cheesy garlic bread up there because we can. Mm. Why not? Will but you make me some? I Oh, for sure. And to match our black mojito, black garlic mojitos, I was curious because of the sweetness factor. I just looked at myself in the Zoom and I just realized how excited I looked. I'm like, tell me, tell me, Maddie. Um, (laughs) Totally subconscious. I found a couple different recipes. That's why I found, that's why I was laughing about this, uh, the chocolate thing you're saying. I found black garlic chocolate chip cookies and I haven't tried them yet. garlic chocolate chip cookies. Okay. So at first I want to say that sounds really gross. But after having a black garlic simple syrup that I literally tasted just the simple syrup because I wanted, it says like to taste it, to make sure you put enough balsamic or, you know, adjust it according to your taste. I was shocked at how good it was. Well, maybe that sweet and earthy, savory kind of whatever it is. is I found a recipe for chocolate covered garlic as well. So like the straight car but i thought the black garlic with the sweetness of like you know of it in a dessert would be really good um and it like you said uh, a lot of the time what i've found just like kind of looking through is just like the combination of just like what you would like because i it uses brown sugar so like the molasses taste oh, yeah. of that mixed with the tea maybe that's garlic. why it uses the dark rum in this is just like it complements those kind of like molassesy flavors i the more i'm thinking about it I, that's probably it and it brings out different 
aspects of it. Like there's no longer that spiciness that you normally, like that pungent spiciness that you equate regular garlic to. Yeah. So. Cause it's like kind of broken down from that aging process. It's a lot milder. Huh? Yeah. Well, I, I am, I know, like we said, black garlic is kind of expensive. So I am going to try to find a and way. And by expensive, we mean it's like, so you can normally buy a bulb of garlic for like what? 50 cents or something, 75 cents. If you go to somewhere more yeah. expensive, I think I bought my black garlic. It comes with two bulbs in it and it was like four bucks. So, right. Yeah. So it's not that crazy, but like it is a little right. crazier. So for I considering, wanna, yeah, it's I just, I'm like, going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to look up and see if I can find, um, an easy way to make black garlic at home. Ooh, because like when you made the vanilla extract at home. Yes, which needs a lot more vanilla beans next time. So, but too much vodka. Um, no, that's not the problem. The problem was um, it just didn't break down enough. It could have been an old bean too. No, okay, so yes, yes, too much vodka for the uh, bean that you have, but to make a substantial amount of vanilla beans like a vanilla like to make a substantial amount of vanilla you need a lot of vanilla beans because you want it soaking like the color that the color that I got from soaking mine was not what you would want for a vanilla you know it was Mm -hmm. like a vanilla tinged vodka versus vanilla extract Mm. that makes sense all right Well, I wanted to say my last little fun fact that I had for you that would complement your food items is that, you know, garlic is known for causing bad breath, but way to get rid of that is by sipping some milk or eating some parsley. Huh. I I know this is not why it is, but I'm curious. I wonder if that's why they pair parsley and garlic and meals together all the time. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And cream. Flavor profile. Oh, like milk, right. cream. I mean, those are all usually like kind of cream and the cheese and could be. Anyway, so mm. now we're going to get into nutrition facts. So, garlic is a why are you looking at me like that? My doorbell went off. Hold on. I'm sorry. Pause. And we're back. Who was it? It was a mailman. I hate when they ring my doorbell. Spoken like a true millennial. All right. So nutrition facts. Are you ready? Give me some health bit. Health bit? Yep. Were you going to call me a bitch and you stopped yourself? Yes, I did. <laughs> Go for it next time. Uh, give me some health. I need to drink rum more often. Yeah, you too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So garlic. <laughs> Uh, it's a low calorie food, not a lot to it, not a lot, uh, not a lot of calories, not a lot of, you know, uh, extra stuff, but, um, numerous studies confirm that garlic has definite antibiotic properties and it's effective against a wide spectrum of bacteria, fungi, and viruses. So that's probably that medicinal part, you know. They didn't know, they didn't have those studies back then, but they had anecdotal stuff. I was going to say, if somebody's rubbing it on me, it better be like 
helpful in some sort of way. Yeah. I mean, but studies have conducted it is definite. Um, and we kind of already touched on this before, but in ancient civilizations, people used it, uh, in hopes of increasing their strength. I kind of, I don't, I don't really get that one. I don't know why, but maybe it was just to make them healthier. And so they're capable of lifting more. They're not weak anymore or something. That's something I don't know. Cause it boosts your immune system. So as you eat it and you boost your immune system, like at the end of your, maybe it's like, I'm thinking like a vitamin C where it's like, oh, I'm feeling shitty. And yeah. just pop it in, you know, like. Yeah. Suddenly you are back to your normal. Yeah. Especially after <laughs> like Olympic games and stuff like that. I'm sure they're right. like super not well they used it as a performance enhancing drug for the olympics well that's what i'm saying at the end of it i'm sure like they're like oh. and so there's something in that that's also a relief fighting their i don't know yeah yeah well it's also uh thought to be a source of amino acids um which if you don't know what amino acids are they're uh the building blocks of protein um a bunch of amino acids together combined to create proteins of all different kinds um also a source of enzymes. So those can help your body uh, build muscle, which is probably where that strength thing came from, uh, can help assist in that, but also protect your gut health, fighting against those bad bacteria and such. So historically, garlic was used for lots of medicinal purposes, like you mentioned, but some of those are, and, um, this is historically speaking. This is what it's always been kind of thought to be used for. Uh, currently, there are not studies to back up all of these things. There are to back up some, but not all. I'm going to say, uh, I know there's not studies on a lot of this, but like at one thing that has been proven time and time and time again, that is just beneficial to your health. It's garlic. Yeah, but I mean, like not maybe... So, okay. So I, for example, like some of these things you can't study, Well, I'm, you know, it's like an IRB, like ethics thing. You can't alter, you know, you can't only treat a wound with garlic whenever somebody has access oh, to like, no, I totally understand. I, I other medicine, you can't purposely keep them injured. Just I didn't it. touch you know what I mean? up on this because I found it a little strange, but now they're talking about it. It's like how. Back in, I believe, in the uh, ancient Greeks, um, they used to rub garlic on animals' junk to make sure that they peed better. And there were... Oh, interesting. And there were um, later orgies where people used to wear garlic around their necks so they could rub it on each other's. Like parts to, to just kill all the nope to instill better performance because it gives better performance that way. Oh, it's because garlic's spicy. Well, and that's what, <laughs> I, that's, that's what I'm curious if like they were rubbing <gasps> it on these animals and yeah, it made them like make sure they peed better, but almost I'm, like a stimulant or something. Yeah, there's some sort of stimulant, and so I guess okay. They, I did not talk about any of that stuff. <laughs> I did not, you know, well, I didn't I'm just saying, list any of that. I'm saying I'm 
highly doubt there's nobody now today who's like, I'm going to rub this on my animal and we're going to do a study to see if that is okay. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's like something that nowadays just would not fly. Yeah. So um, some of these historic, you know, historical uses include um, an appetite stimulant, um, blood pressure regulator, colic, um, it could help constipation, could cure a cough, cure depression or help depression at least, um, diarrhea, fever, infections, intestinal parasites, um, menstrual symptom relief, (laughs) which maybe there's something too that we should try, um, muscle pain, muscle pain relief, um, rheumatism. I don't know what rheumatism is, but I just think of rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah, that's literally what I thought Similar, of. Like muscle, I mean, like joints and stuff, maybe. That makes sense. So, um, like you said, it promotes um, growth of muscles or bone growth. Did you say bone growth or muscle growth? Muscle. Muscle. That makes sense. Um, so, seasickness. Uh, we, I mean, if you think of like ginger chews or like, you know, that helps with like cars. I always have ginger chews or like those ginger hard candies for bitterness, car sickness. It settles the stomach. I don't know. It's like a must have for like flights and stuff for me. (laughs) Just that car sickness, like motion sickness type stuff. Um, Skin diseases and strength building. Okay. So I didn't touch up on this on mine because I was curious if you were going to touch up on that. It was also used as a cure for baldness. Just rub a little garlic on your I don't know, but bald like, head. Yeah, they, they. I wonder if it, it really does have something to do with like that stimulant type of thing. Like, I wonder if it just like, I wonder if you were just to rub garlic on your skin if it would like tingle or anything like that like kind of like a tea tree mint kind of sure it would like I wonder if it kind of has the same type of I'm gonna start going down some like witchy routes of trying to figure out how to deal with um garlic but yeah I didn't really delve into the baldness one because where I found it is Tom going bald Mm, he's got a little spotlight try it on him I don't know <laughs> there's a little test <laughs> uh right now he, or you could just give him some of your hair the cat gave him a scratch on the back of his head the other day so otherwise i would not i would try to rub some on him but i don't want to no wounds oh yes, yes it's true he's gonna be like <laughs> double duty there you go um i just or we could just try it like on our arm and see if we just grow a little patch of hair <laughs> yeah just what I saw with the baldness, it was more of, um, apparently there are a lot of slurs that come with garlic as well. Um, so I try to stay away from some of that, but I guess garlic. I'm like kind of intrigued and I want you to give me an example, but I also do not want to hear this at all. And I don't think it's good content for this. It's called garlic eater. So anybody who is a garlic eater was like Jewish people used to consider themselves garlic eaters and it was fine. And then 
I was just going to say, Ro- is that a word for human? No, like- but, then, and, <laughs> but then the Romans started calling them garlic eaters in a slur way. And like, just like, oh, bad way. and then it got it's a compliment. To, but then no, it got to a point where a different, like, it just became a thing. Like, even like, like Japanese start calling Koreans garlic eaters. And it became like a slur until the 1950s. What the? F- it's also a slur for Italians. And they say like Ital- that garlic is Italian perfume and stuff. And there was a correlation to bald men with garlic eaters because it was again uh you know. So that's a little dark history on slurs with the word garlic, but Well yay. Well, let's please not end on that note. No, we won't. I just I was like, that's interesting because that's where I found the bald stuff, and I was like yeah, but like back in the day, I'm not. Wouldn't I feel like baldness shouldn't been their biggest issue. Like if I saw a balding guy back in the like 14th century, was that my first thought? Like this man is bald. No, I'm like, where am I getting my food today? Is there a plague coming around to wipe me out? But <laughs> locusts. Just kidding. I don't know. Um, I think we'll have to um, give some of these a try as far as like, here's, I don't need, well, it says blood pressure regulator. It doesn't say anything about high blood pressure. I have low blood pressure. (laughs) Okay. So I'm curious. Um, So I'm wondering maybe if that helps that. Well, I wonder if you eat garlic in the morning for breakfast, if you're more likely to eat a good lunch. Because it's I am very bad. your appetite no, a little bit. No, it's a stimulant. Oh, it's a appetite st- stimulant makes you hungrier. Huh. Wonder if that would help. And I will say that's one of the places that you Because I know you and I both forget to eat sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm like garlic is not one of those things that you think of as a breakfast thing. So I that is a very like an omelet. No, no, no. I I agree with you, but that's why I'm curious because it is not something that you normally find in traditional breakfast stuff. Like you do bacon, you do your eggs, but you have like onions and stuff. But garlic is not usually one of your first things that you think of. So you're right. If you do start the day off right, yeah, just have some parsley on hand. So that you can go throughout the rest of your day. Nah, I, I want that as my aphrodisiac. If you aren't loving my breath, then you don't need to be near me. If you can't, if you don't, can't handle me at my garlic, garlic yeast, yes. that's a hard word to say. And you don't deserve me at my least garlic. And I will say, this is where you need a sign. You know, those are like live, laugh, love signs. You need one that says, if you can't handle me at my garlic yeast. You don't get me any other time. Tom woke up one day and it was, I, I had been eating a lot of garlic while I was cooking and I put a lot of garlic in my food while I was cooking. Next morning. Does he like garlic? Oh yeah. He loves garlic. More garlic, okay, better. But the next I morning. I feel like you wouldn't be with him if he didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, that's weird to me. I couldn't do that. Red flag. Next morning he wakes up, gives me a kiss and he goes, I love you. But fuck you smell like garlic and i was like (laughs) then he goes and he goes you are just permeating garlic right now and i was like 
you love me though and he's like yeah but you're like is it an aphrodisiac <laughs> baby <laughs> and like I, I totally admit, I like, no, go brush your teeth with some parsley oh, toothpaste. Yeah, no, like, I totally <laughs> crashed without brushing my teeth. I, like, whatever, and woke up. Oh, you didn't even brush your no, teeth. No, and that was night. the problem. <laughs> I just crashed, crashed real hard that night, didn't even think, woke up, and I then was like, oh, yep, I taste. Pungent. I was like, oh, garlic's. So that's what I'm thinking now that I'm, that, that gross thoughts in your brain. That man, or Henry the Fourth, whose breath was so rank that he could knock over somebody from twelve or twenty pieces. Yeah. Well, they didn't have toothpaste. Well, that's back what I'm then. saying. That was one one day of mine. So imagine. That's a big assumption of mine. I don't think they had toothpaste in the 1400s. No, they, thir- late 1300s. No, they didn't. They weren't brushing their teeth. So like <sighs> days and days and days and days and days of bulbs of garlic like oh i mean that, that's a whole that, that brings a whole new meaning to the idea of being feared as a leader <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it did uh, well i guess well, that on that note uh, on that note <laughs> um Maya, where can we find us yeah so we are on instagram at eat me drink me podcast we are on twitter at eat me drink me pod and you can email us at eat me drink me podcast at gmail.com oh and tiktok coming soon you know always remember a piece of garlic a day will keep the doctor and the empires away but not your lover oh no you never want to keep your lover away <laughs> all right bye bye <laughs>